Hello, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? Today is Tuesday, January the 19th, 2010. I am your host, Paladino Joey Awijan, and it is episode number 46 of Timberwolves Explosion, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. I thank each and every one of you for downloading and listening to this show. Greatly appreciated, as always. A little, a little ratings, uh, there's a little uptrend with the listenership of late, and I do appreciate it. It's not a major uptrend yet, but, <laughs> it's, you know, I'm, I'm noticing some positivity going on, and I do appreciate it out there. Uh, still no Collins, and, uh, for the last few shows, uh, Bob from Minneapolis, if you're still out there, feel free to call in again. It would be great to have you on board, and, uh, those of you others out there, please call in. It would be greatly, greatly appreciated. Always, always adds to the show. Because you know what? Patience sucks. It really does. Yes, patience sucks. And uh, <laughs> being patient, waiting for somebody to call in isn't always fun. And no, I'm not taking a shot at anybody. I'm just having a little bit of fun because that's because I because I can. I can have fun. It's my show, damn it. No. Anyhow, um, thanks always for having me on board. Timberwolves Explosion is also available on TimberwolvesPress.com, your one-stop source talking Timberwolves basketball since 2007. Unfortunately... In terms of Timberwolves news, not all that much has been going on. But there are a few nuggets in the NBA going on. And, of course, we'll have three games to review today. I'm not going to overdo it on them because it's just uh, not, not all that much to talk about on them. I mean, a couple of decent performances and one really bad one in Memphis. Um, yeah. Very interesting. That Houston game was pretty interesting. We're going to review that, the Memphis, and, of course, the Philadelphia MLK game yesterday. So I wish all of you a... Uh, respectful happy uh mlk day Be- belated i guess by one day so uh, we'll give mlk a moment of silence here as we thank dr martin luther king for uh for what he did years ago all righty let's get back to the show welcome back to the show yep and as i mentioned there are a few nuggets a few news nuggets that i'd like to talk about today so we're going to get into the actual uh, games first, though, right here and now. First and foremost, the first game of the reviews today, Houston Rockets, Wednesday the 13th. Happy happy January the 13th for the Houston Rockets and the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, uh, yeah, this was definitely an entertaining game, as mentioned. Houston Rockets could not miss. This was actually quite similar to the uh, Philadelphia game. Oh, five days later, very similar. Houston Rockets just... Destroying the Timberwolves early on. Al Jefferson was not too good early on. Nobody really was good for the Wolves. The Wolves shot very poorly for the entire game, about 30% in the first half, especially the first quarter. Turned things up in the second quarter, made it a little interesting. But, uh, yeah, Houston just could not miss shots pretty much the entire game. Now, the field goal percentage doesn't indicate that. They finished at about 43%. But, yeah, most of the early on and very late, it got crazy. Aaron Brooks, my God, 6 of 9 from three-point range. That son of a... <laughs> he could not miss shots, especially down the stretch. It got just a little bit frustrating, as you might imagine, from the, for this youngster right here. No, I'm not young anymore. I, I wish I was. I'm just middle middle young now. Um, not, not, not a nice outcome, but really, Al Jefferson, what an amazing finish, though. 26 points and 26 rebounds, which upset... Uh, PMAC just a little bit. I can't remember if it was Rusty or PMAC. I believe it was. Yes, it was PMAC in the Fantasy League for the sportsstuff.com. 
Yeah, Al Jefferson, 26 rebounds. That's a bit, that's a bit much there. That, that's being kind of mean, isn't it? No, Al, Al, yeah, he, he looked pretty good. And of course, Al Jefferson in Houston, of course, he admired, uh, Hakeem the Dream Elijah and a lot of his moves are quite similar to Hakeem's. Not, not, not nearly as polished, but similar idea and, uh, eh, somewhat similar results. He's a pretty good scorer when he actually does his post moves and doesn't rely on that baby hook shot. <sighs> yeah. I'm looking at a certain player's name that I'm going to be getting into at the very end of the show or the near the end when I get into the little nuggets. Oh, that's okay. I'll say his name. Alexei Pavlovich or Sasha Pavlovich. I always call him Alexei because that's his real name, but Sasha Pavlovich to date. I have no idea where Sasha comes out of Alexei. Forgive me for my ignorance out there, but that's just how it goes. Yeah. Ryan Gomes definitely uh, helped the Wolves lead, uh, on the stretch. He, he kind of led some of the comeback along the way. Is yeah, Houston led thirty to thirteen at the end of the first quarter. You figure this game's all over. Not a not a soul on the planet would have expected this game to go to triple overtime as it did. Wayne Ellington's amazing shooting continues. He's just been a red hot force. But uh, unfortunately, this was Aaron Brooks' night, and he just ugh, killed us with those three pointers. As I mentioned, six of nine. 14 of 30, so he wasn't perfect from the floor or anything, but it seemed like every time the Wolves had something going, that little SOB, that little uh, Chris Rock lookalike, Aaron Brooks, was hitting three-pointers. And one of my favorite backup point guards of all time, Kyle Lowry, was only 0 of 8, was 0 of 8 from the floor in the game. So, yeah, it wasn't really his day either. And um, now I was not being sarcastic when I talk about Kyle Lowry. I like him an awful lot. And to date, I would have loved him coming in that Kevin Love trade with the Memphis Grizzlies instead of him over there uh, kicking our butt with the uh, Houston Rockets every time he plays us, except for that particular day. Uh, and I might as well get into it right now. Yeah, I would rather have Kyle Lowry than Ramon Sessions. The more and more, the more and more I watch Ramon Sessions, the less and less I like him. The guy, he he cannot make free throws for anything. He the guy. Ramon Sessions just cannot make free throws, and his passing is just getting, I don't know. He'll he'll get a share of assists, but he makes some really dumbass decisions, man. I mean, Ramon Sessions makes some dumbass decisions. He just does. There's no doubt about it. Ryan Gomes, uh, well, he's been doing good, but no. I don't know why I'm getting into Ryan Gomes here. I already did. Yeah, Ramon Sessions and Kyle Lowry. I mean, every time the Wolves play the Houston Rockets or Memphis Grizzlies or whoever has Kyle Lowry, I always want Kyle Lowry as their backup, not Sebastian Suck Telfair or Ramon Sessions. School's out. The session's out for Ramon Sessions. I'm sorry. Uh, there were rumors earlier in the year, L. Jefferson and Ramon Sessions possibly on their way out, but there was never any actual warm blood coming back in return to mention, there was never actual an actual trade rumor to mention until that Al Jefferson trade rumor for Danny Granger came out. And, uh, yeah, that's one of the other bits I'm going to get into today is the poll, the response to the poll that I did last year, last week, about Al Jefferson. That'll be the final topic of the day as well. So uh, before I go too crazy and forget everything I'm trying to do here, <laughs> we'll continue. Mm, yeah. I've been, I, I mean, I, the only backup point guard I've ever been happy with on this team is Terry Porter. That's it. Terry Porter. And even, even he, uh, early on, you know, it's like, come on, put Marbury in, damn it. He's way better. Okay, I'll throw in Chauncey Billups. Cause who in this town, honest to God, raise your hands, even though I can't see him, who in this town really liked Terrell Brandon more than Chauncey Billups? I mean, come on. 
Terrell Brandon, yeah, I, I, I don't want to hear about what a pure point guard he was and how intelligent he was and what a nice guy he was and how he had that sweet jump shot. And no, none of us on the planet could have expected Chauncey Billups to become the talented potential future Hall of Famer that he has become. I mean, the guy is a game changer. He's a franchise changer. But uh, yeah, even at the time when Chauncey Billups was more of kind of an offensive guy, who could who could get assists? Uh, like when he started at point guard, he did get assists. It's just the problem is the way the Wolves used him as like a kind of a third guard microwave, whatever they want to call him. You don't really get many assists, and that was the issue there. Um, and until yesterday, Johnny Flynn was on an awfully sucky run as well. Oh, he did get six assists in this Houston game, so I'll shut up for that night. So yeah, three of thirteen from the floor. Ugh. Oh, that's what I got to say about that. Oh, come on, man. Not the best uh not the best thing for the Wolves right there in my opinion. So, I'll continue. I'm getting a little bit long on one game here. Let's move on. <laughs> Aaron Brooks as mentioned, yep, just killed us down the stretch and that's all that matters. So, we'll move on to the next game before I get too long here. Can't spend all day on one lousy game. So, speaking of lousy games, as I'm the Segway master, Friday the 15th, we head to Memphis. And, uh, yeah, the Wolves cannot beat the Memphis Grizzlies. They have been demolished by Memphis by 20-plus points twice in Memphis. And we lost pretty handily at home against the sons of bitches, too. And, again, my language is getting a little bit heated whenever I talk about them because it's frustrating. Yeah, Memphis has improved, but come on. They're not that much better. My God. My God. Okay, yeah, they are that much better. They're 20 and 18. But still, we're 2018 at this particular point of time. But... Ugh, come on. Come on. Two rebounds by Al Jefferson. Two rebounds. Yeah, he was 10 of 13 from the floor, but he got two rebounds. Why is it every time he has a good shooting night, he doesn't rebound the ball? Could somebody fill me in on that mystery of the universe? It, it don't make sense, man. Two days ago, he got 26 rebounds and two rebounds two days later? Oh, my goodness. Okay, one of the explanations might it might, might help that the Memphis Grizzlies did shoot 60%. It's kind of hard to rebound the ball when they're making every single shot they take. But, my God, yeah, and Sam Young is starting to look pretty good, by the way. That's like a nice old-school Boston Celtics Sam Young. Uh, yeah, this is a – this team is better than I'm giving them credit, and I know, I just can't help it. They're the Memphis Grizzlies. O.J. Mayo finally got has been getting over the, the Timberwolves curse. Because for the longest time, he was kind of stinking against the Wolves, and Kevin Love was doing better. It seemed always Kevin Love would always win these battles, even though they didn't play the same position against each other, but you get the idea. And Zach Randolph is looking a lot. He has just gotten so much better with the Memphis Grizzlies than he has ever played in his career. I mean, in the, in the past, he'd get bloated numbers. That was selfish. Took dumb shots, bad decisions, and uh, just he, he had bloated stats, but really wasn't that good. Rudy Gay continues to be a star, and he's building up that contract uh, year, which you always love because you just hope and pray that he'll continue to do that after he signs the contract. Mike Michael Conley or Mike Conley, whatever you want to call him. Boy, has he been emerging as well. Um, Memphis Grizzlies do have a future in this league, in without a doubt, especially when Hashim Tabit finally uh, starts showing that he's a starter in this league. He is a long ways away, but he did what he did get three blocks in this game. Yes, he did. He got three blocks in this game. Um, yeah, Corey Brewer saw a little bit of that. So did Ellington. A little frustrating. Ellington, though, eight of thirteen from the floor, seventeen. Just, 
Yeah, he was the, really the main positive, other than Corey Brewer, who had a couple of, he had a nice 20-point game again, 22-point game. He, he's kind of hot and cold, man. I mean, when he's hot, he's good, but boy, when he's cold, he's ugly. He is really ugly. Uh, <laughs> just like Pavlovich, yeah. And I don't necessarily mean that physically, though. You could say that, too. Um, <laughs> the stat of the night, though, is probably Nathan Joai getting four assists. How about that? That's kind of crazy. Um, Johnny Flynn's shooting percentage just sucking major every night until we finally get to the Philadelphia game. As we're going to get there right now. This was yesterday, the 18th, Monday, the 18th of January. The Wolves have a few days off, and here we go. Allen Iverson comes to town, and he gets sat down most of the fourth quarter. Or at least uh, about halfway through the fourth quarter and the entire overtime. Not sure what the deal was there. Uh, he didn't have the greatest night in his career or anything. He didn't go out there and score 50 points. He was 4 of 12, but mm, and he did get 5 turnovers. But yeah, it, it was a little bit surprising. He did have 9 assists in the game at the time. Um, a little weird. Willie Green was doing Aaron Brooks early on. He was making every single shot. In fact, he made his first 7 shots of the game. And then, oh gosh darn it, he started missing. He made his first five shots of the game, excuse me. And after that, he pretty much couldn't make anything. <laughs> and I love that, thank God, because the 76ers would have won the ball game if Willie Green made anything else. He shot, uh, excuse me, I'm having a disaster here with a microphone. Yikes, okay. <laughs> Being that he shot uh, two of six from three-point range, he started, he shot, yeah, he missed his last four attempts from the three-point range. And, um, hey, We'll take it. We'll take it. Because the Warriors were spanking the Wolves big time, shooting about 60% in the first half. And here come the Wolves in the second. 33-18 to 18 in the second half. Or third quarter, excuse me. And the Wolves finished fairly strong. But down the stretch, folks, down the stretch, it was not proficient. Uh, it was not good basketball play that, that uh, forced this thing into overtime. And that, uh, yeah, it, it wasn't guys hitting big shots down the stretch. Everybody was missing. Nobody wanted to make anything. Johnny Flynn missed a floater that I think he easily could have made. I mean, you're going on glass on that. He had such a good look at the basket. I don't know why he missed that. And I'm not trying to rip him, but it's like, God darn it. He, I think he could have made that. And uh, that was kind of frustrating. Andre Iguodala put a horrendous shot, though, on the other side with 13 seconds left on the clock. I mean, they had a lot of time to do something, and he put up a pathetic shot. Just terrible. So that worked out nicely. <laughs> By the way, uh, huh. Damian Wilkins. Mm. The two three-point attempts he took, I could, I could, uh, I honest to God, could have could have uh, been more accurate on, on those attempts. I mean, they were both air balls, and they were ugly as heck. I mean, just what the hell? And, and, and they were the dumbest decisions too. With what, like? 18 seconds left on the shot clock. Stop taking dumbass decisions like, dumbass shots like that. I just, I can't stand that stuff. Corey Brewer did the same thing. He was 2 of 9 from the floor. Just took so many dumb shots down the stretch. I mean, the Wolves were very fortunate that the lid went on the rim for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers, man. I mean, there might be a conspiracy here that the Wolves put some type of force field on the rim. I mean, they couldn't make anything down the stretch. So the Wolves very fortunate because they just took some really dumb shots in this game. Uh, but, hey, you know what? We'll take it. We'll take it. And Al Jefferson's 23-13, and 13, about the ugliest 23-13 and 13 you'll ever see. I mean, it looked like the guy was uh, the guy was pretty much invisible for about 
two and a half quarters, and he finally started making some of those baby hooks. He made a couple of, uh, he drew an and one, which was nice, on a uh, really nice pass from Brian Cardinal. Brian Cardinal played excellent in this game. He played about 12 and a half minutes, 9.3 assist game by Brian Cardinal, and all three of those assists were really nice plays. And I mean really, really smart, smart basketball plays. And uh, you know what? Keep him in the game. Shoot. You might want to take a few minutes away from Damian Wilkins, who played about 39 minutes in the game. Why? <laughs> Other than, yeah, I might want to. It might help if I mention that Kev- Kevin Love was out with illness, unfortunately. He could not play in the game, and the Wolves still won. That was the good part. The bad part was, though, yeah, my goodness, that's a little bit too many minutes for Wilkins and Gomes. You could throw a little more in for Brian Cardinal. The guy really helped Wolves down the stretch, and he played almost the whole fourth quarter, which was really valuable for the Wolves. And as I mentioned, uh, pump fake and setting up Al Jefferson. He pump faked, uh, I can't remember who it was. Oh, man. I believe it was Thaddeus. Yeah, it was Thaddeus Young. Pump fake Thaddeus Young. And was able to set up Al Jefferson who drew an and one. Just a outstanding play. That was one of the plays that really kept the Wolves going in that fourth quarter when the guys, when each side was making shots. But the player of the game was Johnny Flynn. 29.9 assist performance. Um, missed a big free throw down the stretch. His 10th attempt of the game. He was 9 of 10 from the line. But of course, the very last one was the one he missed, whereas the Wolves may have won the game by a point instead of uh, had to go to overtime. That was about two possessions before the buzzer. Uh, but whatever. The Wolves won the game because in overtime, Johnny Flynn hit hit more shots when he needed to, as did uh, Jefferson. Just a nice, solid game by the Wolves. Brian Gomes was very solid. He helped lead the comeback. And uh, it was just a nice game. Just a nice game for the Wolves. Nice finish, anyway. Not a nice game, but a nice finish. Um, very, very happy with the... Uh, with the finish for the Wolves is, yeah, the Sixers, as mentioned, could not hit anything. So, we're gonna, we're gonna conclude the game reviews. It was a fairly entertaining game, that last one. It was a nice little treat for, uh, some of the fans who came out with not much energy, and I don't blame them. A lot of them probably didn't really want to be there on that day. It's like, it's my day off, and I'm missing the whole afternoon now, and the Wolves are getting stomped, and then they made that nice comeback, so it made it all worth it. Maybe the, hopefully the Wolves gained a few extra fans on that day. Hopefully, because the Wolves need some more fans to come back and watch these games in the worst way. As Bob from Minneapolis will tell you, they're try they're pretty much giving the ki- the tickets away. I mean, they really are. So, I'm actually going to take a quick break, and we'll get into a couple nuggets right after this. And we're back here on Timberwolves Explosion, episode number 46, which is a reminder for iPod users, Microsoft Zoom, and other MP3 players. Uh, okay, welcome back. A few nuggets to get to, and really, quite honestly, I think they're fairly interesting. I think they are. And, of course, the poll. And, of course, the poll. So I hope and pray my computer isn't screwing up the uh, the audio here, as it tends to do that at times. And I do apologize to you listeners out there that may be getting irritated with that. So the two, there's two nuggets, and then the uh, the poll... The poll, of course, Wolves-related. The first nugget, Wolves-related. The second nugget, well, former Timberwolf-related. You might be able to guess who it is because he's a guy I talk about a lot. He's a former Timberwolf who played here about 10 years ago. There, that pretty much baited it for you right there. Well, now the Timberwolves, 
played against the 76ers yesterday, right? Well, who who went from the who went right back to the 76ers after spending one year with the Wolves last year and played pretty good? Rodney Carney. Yep, he played about 10 minutes yesterday, and of course, all of them. Or unfortunately, they were all in the first half. That sucked. But yeah, David Kahn said before the game that he was interested in re-signing Carney, but said he and Rambis leaned more towards signing Pavlovich because they considered his all-around game better. Yeah, I'm, I'm speechless. I'm just, I'm just so speechless. I can't even. I can't even, oh, oh my God. What was he thinking? What about Sasha Pavlovich tells you he had a better all-around game than Rodney Carney? Were you watching any, did you watch anything on Rodney Carney before you made that decision? Oh my God. Sasha Pavlovich's defense, I don't know. I don't see anything from Sasha Pavlovich that he's a better defender than Rodney Carney. There's the first thing that you might come out with, because Rodney Carney is one hell of a defender. Uh, Carney was pretty damn good from the outside last year. I, I just might want to run that by you out there. Let's see, he's about a hundred times better athlete, and he, he's younger, <laughs> and he probably would cost about the same price that Rodney Carney did. Seriously? Uh, oh, oh, my God. Yeah, I, there it is. There it is, folks. As I'm coming up with the 50th uh, episode really soon, the dumbest quote by a Timberwolf. There it is. I mean, I can guarantee you, unless somebody comes up with a dumber quote in the next four episodes, there it is. And no, David Kahn is not a Timberwolf, but he is a member. He is a member of the uh, of the staff, so he he counts. There it is. There it is. I'm, I'm writing it down. I mean, uh, hmm. Wow, I'm I'm sorry out there if you get offended by no, you, you can't get offended by that. I'm giving you my opinion. If you think Sasha Pavlovich presented any type of reason to believe that he had a better all around game than Rodney Carney, call into this show at two oh nine seven three six seven eight seven seven and tell me why. Set me straight. I'm not scared <laughs> and you better convince me, folks. You better convince me. I don't think I'm going to get anybody calling in and disagreeing with that. And uh, and no, I'm not talking about this year. I'm talking about past seasons. I'm talking about past seasons. Was Sasha Pavlovich better than Rodney Carney? Rodney Carney was so valuable for the Wolves last year. I mean, a lot of our little cute little comebacks last year, Rodney Carney was all over it. And a lot of the games we played really well, especially the 10-4 and 4 month of January last year, Rodney Carney's fingerprints were all over it. Again, I present to you a challenge... Tell me why Sasha Pavlovich <laughs> was a better player, or show presented a better all-around game than Rodney Carney. Uh, and yes, I understand, all of you, before you flood me with the hate mail out there, all ten of you left out there that, that uh, pay attention to the Wolves. No, okay. I hope I hope there's more out there than that, but, um, but um, I understand people can make mistakes, and for whatever reason, you're more set on a guy than a different one. But, mm, man, even just word of mouth would tell you Rodney Carney's better. Even if he didn't watch, listen to Fred Hoiberg and such. I can't imagine Fred Hoiberg would have told him a different opinion than that. Uh, the Suns released Pavlovich. They let him go. The wool, uh, Nobody released Rodney Carney. Nobody. Okay, I'll calm down and we'll move on to the next subject here before I go on a 50-minute rant on that. Because I wanted Rodney Carney back pretty bad, and I'm sure a lot of you did as well, so... I'm not just speaking for me. I'm speaking for you out there. I'm on your team, baby. Ha <laughs> ha. All right. 
What a spectacular story this is. What a wonderful little cute little story. Yet yeah, it's such a sob story, too, when you look at the amount of money, too. <laughs> Stefan Marbury. Marbury to make twenty-five grand a month in China. So now he's headed to China. This was courtesy of Adrian Wojnarowski. I'll never get it right, but that's about as close as I'm going to get. After earning nearly twenty-two million in the last NBA in, his, in the last NBA season, Stefan Marbury has taken a substantial pay cut to play in the Chinese Basketball Association. Twenty-five thousand per per month. Per a month, per month, a source familiar with the deal told Yahoo Sports. Before agreeing to the deal with Shangzi Zhongyu, and please forgive me if I mispronounced that, Marbury had turned down a few European overtures during the summer, a source said, including bids by two Greek teams. Maccabi, excuse me, Maccabi, Tel Aviv had interest, but never made a formal offer. The Boston Celtics were willing to bring Marbury back in the spring, but Marbury believed offers of eight to ten million annually would eventually come over the summer. Oh my God! Anybody home? Hello, McFly. McFly. Anybody home? No, I can. No, if Marbury believed that, he is delusional. And I'm glad you're a free agent, Marbury. I just love that video. What, 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 oh my goodness, what hint of Stefan Marbury would, I mean, what would give him that hint? I, I just don't understand it. We'll continue very slowly, or very, very uh, gradually here. Top teams in Europe had the same fears the NBA did. After Marbury spent the summer live streaming his bizarre behavior on the internet, teams feared he had lost his mind. <laughs> Oh, remember the article I wrote on TimberwolvesPress.com, and I wrote it before anybody else. You can deny it to the moon. You can argue till you're blue in the face, and I will argue to you till I'm blue in the face. I wrote that article first because I watched it as I was watching it as I wrote it on TimberwolvesPress.com. So just so you know out there, Stefan Marbury has lost his mind, and that's literally, <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's literally what's written in the article here. Nevertheless, most believe Marbury's talents haven't entirely eroded after 13 seasons. Well, I would say they've come close. Uh, Shangzi has lost 10 of 13 games and sits in 12th place in the 17-team CBA. So there's another CBA. The team insisted the 32-year-old Marbury was willing to play the rest of the season for a chance to market his Starbury shoe and clothing apparel line. So, you know, that's okay, I guess. I mean, that's fine. He's trying to run a business and whatever's left that he can sell. Good good luck to him, I guess. I mean, I like business stuff, too. I've traded stocks before, so whatever. Marbury's salary is not an astronomical figure because by coming here, he also hopes to open up the Chinese market and sell his shoes. Shangzi executive Wang Xingyang said, and I, there's no way, there's no way I pronounced that right, but... That's the article, and we do appreciate that from Adrian Wojnarowski from Yahoo, Yahoo Sports. Whew, and, uh, yeah, when reading that, there's no way in hell I was going to come on air and not uh, have something to say. So, there you go. I said it. So, let's move on to the poll. Let's welcome back to the show and move on to the poll here. And, of course, the poll was that Al Jefferson trade rumor related. The question was, who do you believe in this Al Jefferson trade rumor, and why? The two 
Uh, the two answers were the media, the Wolves contacted Indy, and Con and Al are taking the high road, just like Dennis Green with the hand of the plow and straightforward. Or the Wolves, as ESPN and Yahoo thought they had something and went with it. Well, a resounding 100% go with the media. Yeah, including myself. When there's smoke, there's fire. As, uh, yeah, many, as, uh, Aussie Wolf says, real quick, PMAX response. I tend to believe the media here. Al is recovering from ACL injury, which is a pretty bad injury for a baller. As, yep, Michael Red. Yeah. Al's stats have dropped understandably. And who is to say they will turn to where they once were? Yeah. I can see why the Wolves would cover this up if it hit the media as soon as talk of trading him becomes common knowledge then i assume his trade value drops and i strongly agree with that i absolutely do agree with that um unfortunately it probably i mean there's a good chance it may drop anyway because uh, i think a lot of people will agree with you it uh, the media is correct the, you know there's something cooking there and uh that's pmax take so i agree with him i got to read this too he said i'm still angry with minnesota for the 2009 draft and it just wouldn't surprise me to see them try to cover this up. So, yeah, and obviously PMAC, you know why he's upset, right? New York Knicks need a point guard, and they're still stuck with Chris Duhon, Christina Duhon, as PMAC will happily call him, because we took Ricky Rubio and <laughs> Johnny Flynn. Unfortunately, though, the Knicks, as I know, he's a little upset at the Knicks themselves for this one, had Brandon Jennings in their lap and did not take him. So that's, that part's definitely not Minnesota's fault. NY Buddha, love to have him posting on here as well. And of course, by the way, PMAC is a co-host with Rusty on the sportsstuff.com. The crossover is just a, turning into a huge hit on the sportsstuff.com and on iTunes. It's a hit, folks. It's officially a hit. And I do recommend it strongly to you. New York Knicks, New Jersey Nets. And if you, even if you don't like either team, I mean, I don't mind either team, but I don't, you know, I'm not a big fan of either one. I'll admit I like the Knicks a little more. I apologize, Rusty. I just do for whatever reason. Um, yeah, do check that show out. It is just awesome. So NY Buddha, who's, of course, a fan of the New York Knicks and PMAC and Rusty on that show. Al Jeff is like L. Jeff, like Shaq and Curry. So he's mentioning Eddie Curry there are becoming relics in that traditional post-up big thing of the past. I think Rambus wants a guy that can play with the guards. He has Flynn. He likes to fly up and down, paired with Gomes and Ellington. And Brewer are more suited for the fast-paced. Even Mr. Love is used to that flow. God knows if Rubio comes over, slowing it down for AJ would kill his majestic improv skills. And, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's more or less that Al Jefferson does not fit in. And that's becoming more and more of a tell. Doesn't really fit into the triangle. He can, but he, but he just doesn't. He just doesn't. Uh, Shaq did feel to fit into the triangle, though, very well. Um, but this is more of kind of an up-and-down triangle. It's a little bit different, a little more fast break than just triangle and that slow-it-down style. So, yeah, I do agree that uh, if one of them is going to get traded, I do think it's Al. You know, the whole Love and Jefferson thing, I do think it's Al. So now, last and certainly not least, Aussie Wolf chimes in, and there it is. There is no smoke without fire, as he's saying. Yeah, it is the media. He agrees with the media. A rumor is one thing, but this just feels real. Blind Willie can see this will happen, and it's only a matter of time. Khan will hose it down to maintain Al's value and also keep Al's focus on basketball rather than packing a suitcase. Al is still a very good player, and as long as he doesn't re-injure himself, 
he is still a good piece for a team who prefers to play the half-court style. I was thinking it would happen during the summer, but now I lean towards next month. We'll see. And, um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised either way, to be honest. Uh, one way or another, something is going to happen. Um, and like I said on the last show, and I'm going to say it again, minimum a medium-sized trade will happen before the February deadline. I'm saying it on air for the second show in a row. Guaranteed. I guarantee you folks, some type of trade will happen. And I don't think it's going to be Pavlovich for a, for a, a protected second rounder through 2050. Okay? I think something's happening. And that's about what you could get for Sasha Pavlovich. <sighs> Anyhow. Yeah, as I'm getting back in that previous nugget. Oof, that was frustrating. Um, yeah, definitely good thoughts, Aussie. And I 100% agree with everything you said there. One final thought, though, on Big Al. I don't, I, I'm not all the way like, oh my God, trade him out of here. Because uh, I do like Al Jefferson. But I do think also that Kevin Love will fit in better long term. But I'm going to tell you one thing. I will miss Al Jefferson. And I don't think trading him, I, I don't think the idea of trading him is because I don't like him and because I don't think he he deserves to be on this team or all that good stuff. I really, really like the guy, and it has nothing to do with anything in that nature. It's just more of a matter of does he fit and can he fit. Um, I, I think he's trying damn hard. I really do. I, I think Al is trying really damn hard. He's, a little, he's very inconsistent with the rebounding, though, and defensively, well, I don't know who to believe anymore on the defense. It's just, you know, about who's better between Love and Jefferson. Some days they look good, like Al will block some shots, and some days Kevin Love will frustrate somebody. And the next day or the next play, they'll get scorched. And they will get scorched time and time again. So defensively, the front line sucks defensively. Absolutely sucks. And all this talk about Ryan Gomes being a great defensive player, by the way, overrated. Corey Brewer is the best defensive player in the team, and Rodney Carney was that as well the previous year. So that is how I stand on that at this point in time. So I do thank you for uh, listening to the show today. We are going to call it a day, and we are, I, I would encourage you again to call into the phone lines, 209-736-7877. It's 209 736 7877. It is a voicemail. Do treat it as such. Mention you were calling in for Timberwolves Explosion. And please, guys, please out there, send me out there on TSS. I know you've been uh, thinking of calling in. Just just do it. Stop thinking and do it, will you? <laughs> and no, that's not a shot. It's just please, please call in. It would really help. It's just all it does is make it more fun. It's the uh, guys in the crossover would agree. Is I When I called in, everybody else started calling in. That was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, it's definitely added to that show. So help me out out here, guys. Uh, you get the idea there. Also, please sign up for the message boards. On the sportsstuff.com, there's a button that says TSS Sports in the upper right-hand corner. Do click on that and then simply click register, and you're on board. So do that, please. It would be appreciated very much so. And in the referral bar that you will see when you're registering, type in Paladino Live. They're two separate words, P-A-L-A-D-I-N, as in November, O live two separate words and there and then you're done that way i can be mentioned as a referral i don't make money doing it it just mentions i brought you to the site and that's uh, a good thing so thanks again for listening gonna call it a day and we will talk to you next week take care 